welcome to the Nerd Party. Welcome to Great Shot Kid, the podcast on the Nerd Party Network that looks at the behind the scenes machinations of all of the films that you love to love and even some of the ones that you love to hate. I'm John. And I'm Mike. And we are coming at you, of course, as always, from the nerdparty.com, where you can reach out to us at the nerdparty.com slash contact. Find Great Shot Kid. Drop us a line. You can also go out on Twitter. Find at Join Nerd Party. Use the hashtag Great Shot Kid and let us know you're thinking of us. You can go over to Facebook at facebook.com slash the nerd party. Use, again, the hashtag Great Shot Kid. Or over to Instagram at the nerd party using the hashtag Great Shot Kid. Or even the hashtag groceries. You never know. So, uh, we come to a conversation this week where a new trailer, a series, is being rebooted uh, anew. This seems to be the rage nowadays. Uh, Halloween, the classic uh, slasher film series that's been credited with kicking off the slasher film uh, as a genre. Um, Although there is some debate about that. But, in terms of Halloween, there rebooting the whole series now mike you not the whole series well okay semantics but yes this is a very important distinction right well i okay okay they're throwing out everything except the original film yeah fair yeah yeah uh even the second one that is fairly well respected uh even among fans who have uh you know turned a cold shoulder to the later stuff but you've seen the trailer Mm -hmm. okay so first thing just from you, your reaction to the trailer was? I, I thought it looked cool, you know. Um, I'm excited that, uh, you know, they got David, Gor- David Gordon Green directing and uh, um, uh, what's his name? What's the guy's uh, Danny name? McBride. Danny McBride, yeah, writing. You know, they seem to be a good team. They've done some good stuff and, you know, they seem to have some pretty good range and some respect for the material. Um, and I like the idea of saying like oh the original is good we don't want to reboot the whole thing but we do think that they botched the sequels and we want to continue the series you know from this point i i think that there's some validity to that i don't see why more people don't do that although it does seem to become it seemed to be becoming a more common thing and i do love the fact that it continues the tradition of great series like highlander or whatever and (laughs) <laughs> do it multiple times. It's like every 20 years we're going to say, oh, the first one is the only one that happened. Let's start this up again. Whatever. They yeah. did it with Halloween H2O. Now yep. Halloween H4O. Um, <laughs> which is horrifying to think of, honestly. It's better uh, than just calling it Halloween, which is what they're doing. Ah. That's, that's, that's another thing that's happening with John Carpenter movies, you know? Yeah, they did that with the thing, right? Where they, they, they did they made the thing, and then they made a prequel in that case, which was called the thing. Yeah, I, you know it is it is interesting the naming convention. Uh, I guess I, I don't I I don't quite understand why, unless it's a remake sort of thing, or maybe maybe that's their in. I I don't know, but uh, just as a tease, we will be having another uh, nerd party on. Nerd partier on uh, at some point in the future. Uh, Matt Hansen, who's uh, a huge fan of the Halloween series, you've heard him over on Filibuster, um, and we're going to be uh, doing a little bit more in depth with uh, with Halloween. And uh, you know, I share 
your enthusiasm and his enthusiasm uh, with regards to the trailer. I thought that the, the trailer knocks it out of the park. I actually have to give them a lot of credit because through the series and then going back and doing a rewatch, I finally conquered my fear of Michael Myers. The shape was dead for me. I had finally overcome it. Um, I have lived my whole life terrified just of that music. Like, if you play it at night in the dark, like, if the house is all dark, I get freaked out. I imagine him. He is the boogeyman for me. But I had beat it. And then the night after I saw that trailer, I had trouble falling asleep. And I've had trouble falling asleep again because that little 10-year-old boy inside is now jumping at sounds. What was that? What's going on? What was that? Close the door. Lock the door. Make sure the door is locked. All of that sort of stuff. But what I wanted to, you know, I, I'm glad you mentioned how they, they rebooted things constantly. This is something I think that Star Trek fans, Star Wars fans, there's always been a lot of, you know, back and forth about canon and, and timelines and those sorts of things. I propose to you that maybe horror fans are the ones that can show the way to different franchise fans as saying, it's okay, we're all going to survive. It's okay if they throw something out and start anew, or they do a soft reboot, because aren't horror fans just all conditioned to expect that every couple of years now? Yeah, that's pretty much what horror franchises do, you know? I, I think that maybe the reason for that is because horror franchises are sort of constantly renewing their audiences in, in the general sense. I mean, yeah, there are the diehards or whatever, but for the most part, like the people who went to see Halloween Resurrection are not the same people who saw, you know, Halloween 2 or anything yes. like that. It's like a new, a new generation, you know, every few years. So I guess that kind of makes sense in that regard. It does. I, I was thinking also from the fact that, you know, with these horror movies, especially slasher movies, the killer is generally presumed dead at the end of every single one. Every one is set up to be the last one until the next one comes out. Yeah. And it, it really is right. the most like the old serials where, you know, oh, wait, no, last time you didn't see that he jumped out of the car before it went off of the cliff and the, and those sorts of things. So is it just something where, like, how can horror fans transfer this over? to other fan bases is there some sort of symposium we can have where like we could go through the halloween series or the friday the 13th series or even the freddy krueger series and say you know this is all normal it's all reborn or are horror films a window into what's wrong with uh, you know hollywood in general the the general lack of originality that people bemoan well it's probably a little of both you know i mean i think that um Maybe horror fans are, are used to it because it happens all the time, but maybe it happens all the time because the movies aren't very good. <laughs> and maybe, you know, horror fans are not as precious about this stuff as, say, Star Trek fans or Star Wars fans because they're not necessarily expecting to get a great movie every single time. That's true. They're expecting to get a new movie. And, you know, there's maybe a 50-50 chance of it being great. But probably it's just going to be a movie which, you know, they'll watch every once in a while if it happens to be on TV. But really the only one which they hold in, like, very, very high esteem is, you know, let's say the first one. 
depending yeah. on the series, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah, maybe even maybe even horror films are a clearer uh, indicator of you know, the whole reason. The whole thing that kept me coming back to Halloween movies was I was chasing that fear, that adrenaline rush. Yeah. That that first one gave me on that Halloween night I watched when I was 10 years old watching it on television and I just kept running after it. I I went into every single one. I didn't care what they did with the story. I just wanted them to get Michael Myers right. I wanted them to scare me with him because I want that that rush. I want that safe fear. It's just like going on a roller coaster, you know? And they can't you know, it they have to screw up pretty spectacularly to lose that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess for me, since I didn't really grow up watching horror movies, I didn't see really any of them until I was in high school. You know, it, it and since you know with these series, there's so many of them out there, right? To begin with, yeah, that it almost becomes like a thing where it's like, okay, I'm going to sit down and watch all of these because I feel like I have to, you know. I need to just like get through them all just so that I can, you know, understand what people are talking about. And, you know, maybe one or two of them are good or whatever. But, you know, I mean, with Halloween, I watched one and two, I think because Halloween H2O was coming out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Kevin Williamson had written it. And I'm like, okay, well, I like Kevin Williamson a lot. I'm going to go see this. I've never seen these movies. John Carpenter's great. Now is the time, you know, so I watched the two of those before going to see, you know, that one. And that was like really the reason why I watched those, you know, like with Nightmare on Elm Street and and Friday the 13th, that's what happens. Freddy versus Jason was coming out. So I'm like, okay, I've only seen a few of these here and there. I'm going to just take the time and watch both series from beginning to end over the span of like two days. And that was an interesting experience because um, <laughs> those movies are really not good at all. But, yeah. you know, um, I never had that, like, it, it's not a, a, a case for me where it's like, oh, there's this thing which I found terrifying, you know, and, and I want to, you know, sort of revisit that. You know, yeah. I mean, maybe that happened sort of with, like, Silence of the Lambs, but not really, you know? I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, Silence of the Lambs is, uh, you know, uh, the whole reason the first Halloween works so well and that parts of the second one work so well is because, much like Silence of the Lambs, it's all about screwing with your head. Uh, and the, the original Halloween is very, very lean on the bloodshed and very high on the tension build on, you know, the the guy standing there staring at you sort of thing where you're like, what the hell is going on? And just waiting for it and just dragging it out as long as possible for that inevitable uh, conclusion. And I think that, um, you know, while we're talking about this, I also think about just the, the absolutely absurd plot lines that are, are that they come up with over time and they all went through it in the eighties because with Freddy, you had the Dream Warriors, the Dream Child, and the Dream Master before they finally killed him, quote-unquote, in the sixth one, which was Freddy's Dead. Yeah. But if you look at Nightmare on Elm Street 3, 4, and 5, they start building this really absurd mythology 
that is dense and obtuse and just weird. But they did the exact same thing with Halloween, where when you get to the sixth one, which has two different cuts, you have the the theatrical cut and you have the producer's cut, which I'll, I'll circle back to that. But like they work up this whole thing where like Michael Myers is this basically like zombie agent of a death cult that operates out of Haddonfield, Illinois and and all of that. And, and Paul Rudd, God bless him, makes his first appearance in it. But this is actually a question I have for you because I think you probably know this better than I do. I always thought that what made it to the theater was the producer's cut, or at least had the producer's blessing. So how, in the name of all that's filmmaking, is there an alternate cut of Halloween 6 that's a producer's cut that's different than what made it to the theaters? What what happens there? Well, it could be like a studio cut. You know, I mean, again, going back to Highlander, similar thing happened with... Uh Highlander Endgame, where there were the producers of the movie who were like the people who owned or or were kind of like uh, shepherding the the Highlander franchise as a whole, but it was still released by Miramax, right? So, you know, the Weinsteins could go in and say, like, this isn't working and chop it up into something which doesn't really, you know, I mean... Everybody's got a boss. If you if you look at it in Star Trek terms, think of like Rick Berman, you know, and how he got pushed around in the movies, you know, having to hire Stuart Baird and stuff like that to direct, you know, Nemesis when he wanted, mm-hmm. you know, LeVar Burton, that kind of thing. So that continues into the editing as well. So, you know, I, I always get nervous, though, when you hear, like, producer's cut because it's like, well, where's the director's cut? You know, what's that? You know, <laughs> where, where did that fall apart or whatever? So, you know, producer's cut suggests that uh, the director maybe didn't have any control at all over this movie. But with, uh, and maybe this is another lesson for our expectations for franchises, but do the directors ever have a say in these, like these horror films, especially, right? Like it's there. What room is there really for something? I mean, I I'm excited about this uh, Halloween movie coming out in 2018 because it looks like somebody is going to make something that is somewhat artistic and clever and different. But it, you know, like with these horror franchises, it didn't matter who was directing. It was literally just somebody walking out there and just doing whatever, you know, collecting what was told, and there's no spin you put on that. You're just, it's it's basically like Roger Corman for the modern day. Yeah, I mean, you look at the early ones when John Carpenter was involved, and it's like, okay, well, here's, you know, someone who created this thing who's still, you know, got a firm handle on the material, you know, stuff like that, but... As you get further down the line, you know, it, it's just it becomes like a work for hire for a lot of people, you know, and, and the director included. So you're going to sort of lose that solid artistic vision, which is why, you know, I think Kevin Williamson coming on to do H2O was a big deal. And, you know, now with David Gordon Green, it's like, OK, this is an established filmmaker, you know, who's done a lot of stuff and and has, you know, a name which he can kind of throw around in order to get things done his way. He's not just going to come in to direct a Halloween movie, you know, for hire. And 
That's exciting. I mean, same thing with Rob Zombie when he did, you know, Halloween 1 and 2 in the aughts. Yeah. Well, that went a little sideways. And, it, oh. it, you know, it, 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 you know, the first one yeah. was great, but the second no, it's one not. was bad. No, 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 no. No, we're we're not gonna have the no, we're not gonna have this discussion right now. Okay. No, they, they, but with uh with zombie, you know, I remember him saying uh, they were gonna get somebody, so it might as well have been me. Um. So and you know, and I'll give him credit for the fact that you know, just like I I've said about you know the DC movies with Snyder or anything like he swung for the fences at least. And, you know, I might not have been happy with the final product, but he gave it he gave it a real shot, uh, and tried to do something, uh, you know, out there and different. You know. It's so it didn't work. Okay, um, but there's also something. No, but okay. there's a really interesting thing as well because I, you know we're sitting here talking about how horror fans, is, you know, they roll with this stuff. But I have, in fact, uh, had a discussion with a friend of mine very recently where we're we've both been Halloween fans, uh, you know, for our whole lives, and he's actually not really excited. He his he feels beaten down over time where I said, wow, look at this. They're throwing out two. He goes, really? They're throwing out two. I said, yeah, why not? You know, go for broke. Just throw out everything. We've been throwing out stuff, you know, and I used your line about how they've been remaking Halloween three for decades. So, you know, why not just uh, go ahead and, uh, and, and, you know, remake Halloween two. Um, but his perspective was I've been burned so many times. I refuse to get excited for this. I said, well, are you going to see it? He said, yeah, I mean, sure, but I'm not going to be excited for it. And he's going in with, I guess, a rather pessimistic attitude of they've asked me to roll with the punches for so many years that I've, I mean, he's got franchise fatigue, I guess. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's a good way to to go into something, right? I mean, you you know, you lower your expectations and then you'll be, pleasantly surprised or not you know it's yeah fair yeah, yeah. Well, i mean what's the the old equation is happiness is reality minus expectations mm-hmm. so yeah yeah I, I don't know though but i mean like you don't see horror fans getting in each other's faces and attacking each other over this stuff or accusing anybody of being a real fan i mean like horror fans roll with it you know they'll even you know beat up on their own franchise you know when somebody's like oh that one sucked it's like yeah it sure did didn't it boy ha ha you know like i i don't know what it is that just makes them i don't know different i i i I, I don't necessarily know that that's true i mean you know if i say rob zombie's halloween is the best movie ever with the name halloween you know people are like what the hell is wrong with you you know ah you know how dare you how dare you sir you know, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I didn't make the damn movie, okay? What do you want me to say? It's better. What do you want me to say? You know, I mean, I've I've certainly experienced that. You know, and 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 no. uh, same thing with you know Friday the Thirteenth, which, I mean, I don't think anyone would really argue that even like the first one is good, right? No, but, that 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 series has always been the uh, the slower cousin of the Halloween series. It's always been, and that that's actually one of the frustrating things about Halloween in the eighties is they started taking their cues from Friday the third, like the, the original series started taking its cues from 
the series that it, it gave birth to, the Friday the 13th series, in terms of how it approached the gore and the situations. And it was like, no, this isn't what it was supposed to be. Yeah. There, was, there, was, there was this real cross-contamination. But I don't know. Just actually, you know, to speak to that point, do you think that Halloween is different? Do you think that this horror franchise is just treated more reverently than the other ones? Like people, maybe I, maybe my skewed perception is I'm taking into account like Friday the 13th fans, Nightmare on Elm Street fans, Hellraiser fans, Candyman fans. But is there, do you think there's something like a little special and sacred about the Halloween series? I mean, I don't, but I think people do, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like John Carpenter. He's 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 a good filmmaker, right? You know, and I can totally understand why people, you know, latch on to to that first one, and you know, by extension, want to see all the others. You know, whereas like with Friday the Thirteenth, or I'd even say, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street. Although I know people really really do love that first movie, it's just like you know, these are not good. You know, I mean. People enjoy watching them, but and people will say that they're great, you know. But I mean, I don't know. Like it, it doesn't seem to to uh, evoke that passion that that mm-hmm. Halloween might. I mean, I, I don't per- personally, you know. I mean, I think that you know the original by Carpenter is really good, and I think that you know Zombies is really really good. But, you know, I'm not going to get bent out of shape by it. And so maybe maybe it is different. And maybe the reason why, you know, all, all, all the fans of, of these other franchises are much more mellow is because n- they're not passionate about them, you know? I mean, you'll hear people be passionate about, like, the Romero movies, right? No, I that's mean, true. If I try saying, you know, oh, Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead is better than Romero's Dawn of the Dead, people are like, what's wrong with you? You know, but um, but I think that's because those originals are so good, you know? And, I mean, yeah, Day of the Dead is, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a tough sit for sure. But even that yes. has, like, its very vocal followers, you know? Yeah, I you know, and I, I think that... Um you know, horror films are strangely not given enough credit in Hollywood in the regard of what they did to advance the cause of visual effects, especially practical effects. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it's always it's one of those things where uh, it's just like fantasy film where you know, when he got his Oscar for, you know, the let's be honest, all three Lord of the Rings movies, not Return of the King. But when Peter Jackson said, you know, I hope that Hollywood can say that F word finally, fantasy. Mm-hmm. I think horror, why isn't it, like everybody loves to talk about what this genre did for effects or this genre did for, you know, especially science fiction. You always look at science fiction for what it did for, you know, furthering film technology and everything like that. Do you think that there's just such a stigma about the subject matter in horror film that it'll never get its due for what it's done to advance like practical effects technology and stuff like that? Probably. You know, I mean, it's, I guess, different looking at like an alien, you know, which has like weird alien things going on and looking at, you know, like a person who's, you know, head is blowing up or something you know you know what i mean yeah like things where it's just like you're kind of like oh that's schlock or whatever and 
you know, clearly it's not. It's <laughs> that was one of the things that I always kind of loved about when um, the Passion of the Christ came out. Like the whole time I was sitting there watching this with you know a bunch of like little old ladies, I'm just like, okay, the makeup effects in this are extremely well done, you know, but this is like super duper gory, and you know that they because they had you know a ton of money or whatever that you know that they got the absolute tops in the industry to make this yeah. movie, and that means that this Bible movie is probably being made by a bunch of guys who under normal circumstances would be making things like zombie movies or vampire movies (laughs) or whatever. And I could just imagine them being like all, you know, like tatted up with, you know, whatever, you know, which you stuff you would typically see at like a horror convention. And, you know, these are the guys making, making the the passion of the christ that just amused me to no end I don't know. yeah you know i i really do think that um I, yeah horror is just it, it's it, it's its own entity and i wouldn't say that i'm like super diehard about it but i really think that there's you know there there's something special about finding the ones that can scare you but even the ones that don't scare you like figuring out what's spe- like okay phantasm which jj abrams used his sway to do a 4k restoration of that hot pile of garbage movie yeah. that has been mocked relentlessly but when he was a kid it scared him and i maybe it's just the fact that we we like feeling i don't know helpless like that or something that it, or it reminds us of our our humanity on some lizard brain level but i just i I just that there's that weird connection yeah it's part of that but i mean also like the really good horror movies i think more than a lot of movies and a lot of other genres do offer some pretty biting social commentary right no pun intended um you, you know i mean you think about like night of the living dead you know and what that says about, you know, race relations and everything. Or, or it will get out, you know, that was just, just nominated yeah. for Best Picture. You know, I mean, uh, uh, tons and tons of, of movies, you know, do things like that. Almost all of, you know, Carpenter's movies are political satire, you know. And, and you can take that all the way back to, like, The Day the Earth Stood Still or whatever. And, you know, I think that that it, it does that thing that, you know, Star Trek does or whatever, where it deals with these, you know, hot button issues, which are maybe too, too much for society to deal with in entertainment and finds a way to put them in entertainment and, and, you know, gets people thinking. Yeah, I would think that maybe if you get somebody like a carpenter making the first Halloween, sure. But I don't see any social commentary in that one unless you want to sit there and like try to do some sort of deep dive on it and be like, well, it's a statement on the mental health care system and how we treat people that are, you know, et cetera, et cetera. No, it's yeah. it, I mean, that's that that works because it's just a straightforward. And yeah. And, and I guess suspense that, story. And, and honestly, I think like that may be why it's one of my least favorite Carpenter movies, you know. 
You know, you mm-hmm. look at the thing, which I'm not super duper hot on either. But oh the th- come on, the thing has you know oh, come on tons of of social commentary going on in it and everything. Of course it does. You know, it, and, and and yeah, Halloween is just kind of straightforward, and I, but, I I see it's skillfully made, but it doesn't really give me anything more uh, than that. You know, if I'm going to watch a Carpenter movie, I'm going to watch something like Escape from New York. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, uh, to throw shade at the thing, come on, man, that's... I mean, well, I mean, I said I'm not super hot on it, but I was using it as an example of a movie which is better than Halloween. I'm not, I don't know if I'm really throwing shade on it, I'm just saying it's not one of my favorites. You know, I mean, yeah, I've seen it like three or four times and I've enjoyed it, but like there are people who are like, th- like think that that's his best movie and I'm like... Uh, I mean, I could live the rest of my life without seeing the thing again, and I would, you know, die happy, you know? I will respectfully disagree about that, just because I think that uh, it is, if it's not his best film, it's definitely in the discussion as his best film, Um, which is, you know, which is fine. Different strokes for different folks and everything, Um, but that's, that's nuts, but... Yeah, I I don't know. I I think that um you know, the long and the short of it is I like sort of like a final thought is like do you think that there will be a time where I mean is get out the trailblazer. Is get out the kick the door open the way that Silence of the Lambs was of hey, we can take horror seriously and do you see Halloween following that up? taking up the cause and bursting through or do you see this just being more like the original where it can be you know oh well that's just a horror movie or do you see this as being this can ride that wave of maybe getting horror and suspense back to that sort of Hitchcock level of esteem no I mean I think there will always be great horror movies and I think you know get out Still is an outlier. I mean, if Silence of the Lambs couldn't do it, I don't think anything can do it, at least not for the foreseeable future. I mean, yeah, Get Out may have put some more eyeballs on the genre, but honestly, I think most people who for, you know, are not horror fans who latched onto it, just, you know, they're not going to go seek out horror because of it. You know, it was weird that they you know, that they saw this and, and they, they probably aren't going to see another one anytime soon, aside from like, you know, the new one that, uh, Peel himself is, is doing, you know, us, us. is the name of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah such a great, uh, such a great, t- oh my God. Anyway. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it, you know, it, that is, is just kind of, I think, uh, not the norm. And, you know, as far as, like, will Halloween be the next step or whatever or continue in that tradition? I mean, and I, I honestly don't think so. I mean, I, I think that it'll be good. You know, I think that it will, you know, maybe continue the series in an appropriate way or whatever. But I don't see it as being, you know, some sort of, like, next level horror movie or anything like that. You know, I think that that's... I mean, who knows where that's going to come from again, right? I mean, I guess yeah. that's the thing is you never know where that's going to come from. That's my well, take. Fair enough. It. What about you? Uh, I think I probably agree with you because I, I don't think that any 
film that's going to feature somebody stalking around, um, being real stabby with everyone, is going to go over too well, uh, which is is very weird to me because at its core, even if you go to something like Jurassic Park or you know a, a monster movie that does you know wind up in high esteem, it's essentially that same thing. You have unstoppable monster coming after you that's getting real bitey or real stabby and for some reason when it's a huge I I think maybe the baseline rejection of it comes from the fact that we don't want to be reminded that humans can behave that way you know that intrudes on the escapism sometimes um whereas me I you know I guess it fits my worldview where I'm like yep people are like that and I, I you know who knows who knows um I do think that there is an opportunity. Like if we get Get Out and then Halloween is high profile enough, this is a tremendous opportunity to bring the genre more mainstream than it has been. But I think especially with something like Halloween that's much more from the traditional slasher horror mold, it's going to be a lot trickier for them to get there um, and, and complete that. But you bring up something there, which, you know, I think maybe getting back to our original question or whatever with the, you know, horror fans all getting along or whatever. I think maybe the reason why they all get along is because unlike Star Wars, it's not like something where everyone loves it and there's like different factions in that regard. Like horror fans are like the outcasts, right? They're the ones who kind of like live in the shadows and you know yeah. of the mainstream whatever and the, when you do start to see them get you know all star wars fanny is when something that they love all of a sudden crosses over and becomes mainstream then mm. you see them turning on 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 that thing and also the the, the newbies who are like, hey, get out, right? And they're like, we were here before you were getting anywhere, let alone getting out, you know, whatever. It, you know, I, I, I do see that happening. So okay. maybe, maybe, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Maybe it's... So, it's... so this could be a dangerous time where if this is a big crossover <laughs> hit, we could see uh, the first start flying. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Or the, or the blood is the case, maybe. Um. <laughs> Well, if uh, anybody wants to uh, debate with you about how great the thing is uh, or anything else having to do with uh, the horror genre, where can they find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mumbles3K, and you can also find me on my website, filmdamagepod.com, doing a show called Film Damage. Which is pretty great. Everybody should be checking it out. And you can find me online as Kessel Junkie, uh, usually on Twitter. You can find me right here on the network co-hosting Aggressive Negotiations, a Star Wars show with Matthew Rushing. And you can find me floating out there in the, uh, in the woods trying to hide from serial killers as I co-host Words with Nerds with my pal Craig. So thanks for joining us on Great Shot Kid. And until next week, the balcony is closed. Join the revolution. Join the nerd party.